for more clips and beneficial content, please subscribe to the Lifehug channel, your number one source for personal Islamic development. We have Sheikh Abdurrahman Murad with us. We have Sheikh Muhammad Yafa. We have Sheikh Daoud Walid. We have Dr. Abdullah Hakim Quick. And we have Ustad Abdullah Andalusi. Uh, Ustad Abdullah, like, are there people that um, you feel in your uh, like in your experience that um, because of their personality or because of their character or because of the way they interact with people um that can sometimes be even more powerful because you have some very you come with some very powerful rational arguments you know uh stud but you know a lot some people you talk to they can't refute any of these arguments but they're not connecting with you you know what i mean they might not connect with a person so do you feel that uh there are people that you've encountered that uh, uh, like your your personal experience with uh, you know certain du'at or shiuch, that their ability to connect with people on a personal level has enhanced their ability to give da'wah, whether it's like you know non-Muslims da'wah or islah to uh, the Muslim community. Um, okay, well, in essence, I, I'm just uh, uh, I'm just a da'i, and I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I, I would fall anything within a within the category of a community leader. Far from um, just another foot soldier um, uh, doing uh, doing a, working in a small in a small part of the lines like uh, all the all the duards out there. So I like to I use the analogy or to maybe the metaphor perhaps of um, mm. you know if if there's the house of Islam, we're just we're the, just the doorman. We just invite the guests in. Mm-hmm. Once they can go go in, they can sit with the scholars inside and like learn from from the the, the experts. Mm-hmm. So we we just uh, uh, we're just a valet in essence um, to let them into that to invite people to the house of Islam. Um, so in that sense, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I uh, uh, I think it's, 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 it's hard to describe in any duat uh, as as potential leaders rather than just meant to be people who invite uh, to Islam itself. Um, that's all I can say about that. But if you're saying, um, if you're asking, uh, does pe- people's personable, um, or you, can you uh, share of, a personal uh, example of like, in, because, you know, you obviously you came into the religion as a revert, you've, you know, humbly studied, you've gotten involved in Dawah and, you know, for, for the record, I have to say a lot of people look up to you. Uh, and I, I want people to know that you are probably one of the most personable people I've I've met and down to earth people I've met. You know, not to praise you, uh, you know, uh, or, or anything uh, to your face so much, but that plays a huge role why this team keeps calling you back for United Islam Awareness Week. So, like, did you learn that from like a scholar or like, do you have teachers that you picked up on? Because you know, for example, Imam Malik, before he was learning Alm, he's learning the Adab. Right, his mother is sending him to learn adab before he's learning alim. So, are there scholars, speakers that you that you picked that up from that you know way of connecting with people? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could describe myself as that personable. Um, like uh, I often describe my own um, style as being quite dry. <laughs> in the, in no, the, in a personal in, setting, in my, uh, brother. Don't. Yeah, no, you are very personal. You're 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 a cool guy to hang out with. Don't don't set yourself short. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, 
Uh, no, that, that's a closely guarded secret. Um, <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> um, uh, what I would say is, um, in terms of, uh, like as I said, that the roles of the of the of the dai are, are a little different from the roles of the scholar. Now, scholars can can be uh, du'at as well, mm. but as a um, but my role is a, as a layman dai, and hence, mm. I, obviously, I can't take the role as a scholar. Um, it's is rather uh, more, much more limited. And in terms of, uh, to answer your question, I, I think just to give you perhaps a great example. So it was already mentioned Ahmed Didat, um, uh, who I had the great pleasure to meet um, a couple, uh, very briefly, but um, I met him a few months before he passed away. Um, even though he couldn't speak um, and he could only blink, uh, the, the, the zeal for Islam in him uh, was just unabated, just continued unabated. He just didn't dim him after nine years being bedridden, um, subhanAllah. Mm. Um, but like uh, people like him, um, uh, people, I, I know this is like cliche, everyone cites him, but um, obviously Malcolm X, the you know, famous Malcolm X, how he combined uh, being very kind of sharp as with a very um, charismatic um, and kind of honest and straightforward personality. Um, I often feel that they have the complete package, those, those kind of characters mm. uh, who, who speak and are able to um, kind of uh, not just uh, make really good cogent arguments, but, but fire up the people who listen to them. Mm. Um, and, and others I've seen, I mean, as I said, there's, 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 there's so many names, uh, but uh, other people are not necessarily don't have to be so um, philosophical and use academic jargon, um, like uh, Yusuf Estes, uh, for example, who I, I, I've, I've seen, um, he, he's, he, has his, he has a very personable approach, uh, charismatic, and he's converted, uh, or, or, or by the grace of Allah, reverted, or converted um, thousands, thousands more people than I could ever um, hope to dream uh, of with my tiny contribution. So um, I, I think I'll just say that all, you know, there's different duas have different duats have different styles, and it, and it, and collectively we we should we cover all the base. We try to cover all the bases. So if one dai doesn't appeal uh, or, or dai doesn't appeal to you, someone else might uh, who has a better style that that resonates. Mm. Um, as obviously with the question you're asking about that connection between the people and being um, intellectual leadership, uh, that's more I think pertains to scholars and their uh, ongoing relationship they need to have with the general ummah to, to give them guidance in terms of fit um, problems or, or concerns or answer their day-to-day -day questions. But as I said, as for myself, I, I'm, I'm just a doorman and um, mm. uh, that's just my, my, my kind of limited role. Oh, I think those, you know, we have the theoretical in our deen, but then, you know, the practical, because uh, to me, it's amazing. You know, uh, my, my dear uh, brothers, teachers, it's amazing to see that there are so many people who have a zeal uh, for Islam or they're giving da'wah. They have like uh, hopes for our ummah. But like even amongst this level of group of people who are actively working and contributing time, effort and money, why don't we have like unity and collaboration amongst this level? You know what I mean? Amongst this level of people uh, who uh, are putting in the time for the dawah, like, you know, to, to maximize, to have each other's backs. If somebody is down that we can at least, you know, sometimes we complain, Hey, uh, you know, the, the general people 
don't support their, you know, the, the duat and scholars. But why aren't the scholars and duat supporting themselves, like each other? You don't know, like, hey, call, you know, call each other. How, how are you doing? Uh, is everything okay? You know, COVID lockdown, you know, you need something. You know what I mean? Even amongst this level of, uh, of group, how do we get, uh, like, efforts to, that will set an example for, for people? Um, who wants to take this one on? Go ahead, Chef Daoud. Well, I, I will. Um, I, would, I would just say that just because the public doesn't see these discussions don't mean these discussions don't take place. So I receive calls from scholars from, uh, from the UK and from West Africa to, to Canada and the States uh, from COVID and people who check up on me and I also check up on brothers. So mm. uh, I would just say that um, just because we don't see certain conversations publicly, it doesn't mean that they don't go on and people are checking in on each other. Now, in regards to maybe why certain scholars or LMA don't collaborate, some of it could be differences in manage or methodology, perhaps, where people are stuck in certain camps. But I think that's less of an issue, at least in, in the States. I can't speak for the UK or Canada or, or anywhere else. I think a bigger issue than uh, than differences of methab or methodology would be issues of nufus, right? It's issues of the uh, of egos, and and, and sometimes uh, when Fulan bin Fulan has a big following and has the the, the main stage, in some cases, sometimes they don't want to share the stage, or uh, perhaps they uh, perhaps almost might feel that such and such uh, Fulan bin Fulan. Is, is maybe getting a little too much shine, so then they don't want to bring that person on their platform. Uh, so that those situations do happen, but uh, believe me uh, when I say to the, the viewing audience that there are uh, ulama and du'at who do call up on each other, check on each other, um, uh, and even in some who've been in, in financial constraints, some, some uh, imams actually had their hours cut because of COVID-19 and some people even lost their jobs. And there's been, I know of, of private collections where people have given money for imams who got their pay cut um, when, for, for uh, doing COVID-19 for massage not being open. So um, I just wanted to, to, to no, convey the, that. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Like I would say uh, certain levels that, that, that is happening. Uh, Perhaps I would just like to see it happen more widespread, just, you know, to, uh, in, in a sense that, uh, like, um, with a lot of different issues, um, you know, our, our resources are limited as an ummah, but if we are coordinated, then we see much, much more uh, barakah in those resources, you know what I mean? Uh, does anyone else have anything to comment in regards to that? Yeah, what, what, what I'd like to say is that, um, you know, that this issue in looking at the imams and uh, what they do, you know, it is not just based on the imams themselves. It's, it's systemic. It's mm. a problem with Muslim society. Mm. And we formed the Canadian Council of Imams, uh, you know, 30 years ago, you know, to have a place where the imams could sit together and share information and rub shoulders and, you know, whatever. And what I realized in dealing with that council and then going to the Jamiat al-Ulama, 
which is more the Indian Dio Bundy you know, group and some other groups, is that most of the Imams are just trying to survive. Mm. Because most of them, you know, are, are slaves to the executive committee, you know, of their masjids. They don't really have authority in their own life. And, 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 and this is a systemic problem because mm. coming out of the Muslim world, and then I remember seeing waves of people coming here, you know, in the 60s and 70s. And generally, you would see the cream of the crop coming out of the Muslim world. You know, you know, and when you have a, a strong boy, an intelligent boy, you make him a doctor. Mm. If not, he becomes an engineer. Mm. If not, he becomes an accountant. And then, you know, if he has a mental problem or he's a bad boy, send him to the madrasa and let him be a sheikh. Mm. You know, and so, and so the, the attitude toward the ulama, toward the scholars, deteriorated, you know, maybe as part of the colonial deterioration. But the attitude deteriorated that the, that the imams were not really leaders of the community. They were, they were just um, facilitators of janazah. You know, they, they were just a mouthpiece so you could get your rituals done. You know, now what is evolving back in, in the community is the need for real leaders. Leaders who have Islamic knowledge, who have dynamism. But we have to realize that this doesn't come out of a vacuum. It comes out of a... You know, the, the, a madrasa it comes out of a system, a, a, a dynamic system. You know, and if you look at um, the great, you know, scholars, you see they come out of a system. I, I have been teaching uh, Sheikh Uthman Danfodio, you know, uh, you know the great uh, uh, scholar Mujed did in the 18th century West Africa. And, and it was shocking for a lot of people to realize that he came out of a scholarly clan. Mm. And his mother and father and uncles, they were all scholars. And he was part of a scholarly movement. So really, you know, this issue is a systemic issue uh, within, yes. the, within the Muslim community. Mm. Like, see, uh, what I love here is that everyone has like these different experiences, like, you know, uh, what Sheikh Daoud mentioned, what you mentioned, uh, you know, Sheikh Yafa, maybe just to kind of, uh, you know, bring in some new variables to this. And that is, um, you know, you've been with us uh, in certain programs, uh, Sheikh, where you've witnessed, uh, you know, a lot of the youth and we were spending time, like intimate time, like, you know, sleeping, eating together, you know, all of these different things. And uh, what I've seen is, and you witnessed this too, where there is a lot of pain within our community. There is a lot of pain. And, uh, you know, we had a lecture before, uh, you know, this one about, uh, we had a session together about how Islamophobia can be uh, paralyzing for people, you know. And uh, a lot of this pain, I feel, uh, we can address within our society or within our communities by fostering, you know, these types of, uh, you know, connections, you know, with one another. I think that'll affect our da'wah. Because, you know, uh, you know, sometimes I see that some of the the unwanted trends that the the youth might promote in the da'wah, like for example on social media, you'll see like sometimes some really outlandish videos and posts and things like that. Usually, these people aren't connected. It's not like they're connected with you know, uh, you know, people of knowledge or you know, they have a strong connection within the community, right? So, how do we now? 
like attract that. Like everyone's talking about attracting the youth or you know uh, bringing some cohesion, you know, within the community. How are we, how, how can we do that? Because it's needed. People want these connections. You've seen the tears that I've seen, you know, and these are from people, they're not coming from broken households, by the way, they're not coming from these, they're, they're dealing with a lot of like the pain that they've had to consume from modern society. They just keep it bottled up. And we've seen, you know, people like just break down in tears, like full grown men, you know what I mean? Like, Full-grown men, like, you would think that this guy is never going to shed a tear in his life and they just break down because of all the pain that they're holding inside. So, you know, how can we, uh, you know, promote some of this healing within our community? Yeah, subhanAllah, um, um, it's uh, a lot of learning even for me sitting here and um, um, reflecting on what Imam Dawood said. Um, why, why... Why didn't why wasn't the fundraiser of um, why didn't it precede the the imams complaining right why 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 should the imams be on on a fixed salary that 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 is that is so contractual when they are leading people in their salah that's a big failure on our side mm. that they have to first complain before somebody goes and raise funds and humiliate themselves. We don't honor our community, and that should not happen at all. That is a really, really sad thing to to, to hear. But I know it happens because now, uh, like um, like uh, uh, Sheikh Abdullah said, we don't have uh, we don't have people that can hold the community. We have people that have been hired to come and do a small job and keep them within the confinement of leading salah, and they criticizing them, and then uh, and the executive is. Not that our executives are bad necessarily, but the disconnect is there between who is an imam and who is a leader, true leader, when an imam should be a leader who is honored and respected. Um, I think, uh, yes, this, just this Thursday, I was um, in our school here. Uh, we lost our uh, gym teacher. And I am no expert by a long stretch in, in physical education. But um, it's our school, we can't leave the class on without uh, uh, teaching it. So I'm a gym teacher in our school until we get a teacher. So I have been with that every twice a week. And yesterday, Thursday, I sat with the boys, uh, just the boys, the girls, they have another teacher. I said, um, I said, I want to have class with you. These are grad, grade 9, 10, 11, not university students. So I want to have time with you. I asked them first, I said, what have you learned throughout? I just went through them, with, I just went with them in a process. We sat in a circle in the masjid. And I found out how their faces glow when you tell them something like that. And asking them and having them to reflect on their learning over the, the past period. They mentioned things that I could not have ever imagined. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, today is not a day we're going to do any physical ex uh, exercises. We're going to take a walk and go down to a place called um, uh, uh, Bread Lounge, and we're going to have snacks. And uh, we walked together, and we went, we had snack. And when, by the time we arrived, they had figured out when they want the lectures, when they want to sit with me weekly, they said on Mondays. And they all brought their schedules, their extracurricular. So what I'm trying to say here, all of this is, the shiur should know that they are loved. If people see you stand there, they look at you like, however humbly you look at yourself, they see you as the big person. And if you show the love back, you can help a lot of people. 
I think, Dr. Said, the question you ask, the fact that we can sit in a circle, I know, I know what you're talking about. When we sit with the youth, when we sit with these grown men, we sit in a circle, everybody looks equal, and we just pass the baton and say, how is it going for you? What is happening in your life? Tell me more. And they create trust and they share. And that does not only heal them, it creates connection with one another and it creates connection with, with, with us. And I think that is, that is missing. And this you have mentioned, uh, uh, Imam Abdullah mentioned how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to be with his companions. I think that is missing in us. And if we bring it back, wallahi, I think the, the suffering will reduce, the effect of Islamophobia will be, will, will, will be lightened, the, the hatred that we face will, will, be, will be nothing. We know we have a community. This is, the, this is what this, we need this very badly, and our community needs it. And uh, the shiuk should come down from the member and step on this on the sufuf where everybody is stepping and, uh, and, and, and do the work with the people and ask them, just how are you from a sheikh makes a big difference. It's a big deal. You, you know, when you meet a sheikh that you admire, how you feel, mm. the people you talk to when they meet you, that's the way they feel. Mm. I know. I yes. know that. I knew that last Thursday. That's what I have to, got to say about that. We need to really establish that. And for me, this question is not, is not about what's the experience, it's about a reminder that we should be doing this more. Mm. No, I, I have personal experience I can share. When I was a teenager, I went to go study in Azhar in Lebanon. And uh, it was a summer program, so it was more of a skeletal like crew that was there at the school. And uh, a lot of the teachers were like, you know, pretty harsh and they were pretty mean. And, you know, they really, you know, didn't connect too much with the students. And then uh, one day, I remember we went like, you know, for a trip down in uh, like through the the valley and to like near a village in Ar Karaun. So this is a village in Lebanon. And the imam there uh, hosted me for lunch. I'm a teenager and I still remember this to this day. I still remember to this day, I have such sweet memories, is that he's sitting there, he's like the host. And we were all kids. We were all literally kids around us. And he's engaging with us in such a beautiful and friendly way that to this day I have that fond memory of like okay I had this like you know program that I went to and there was one imam that like uh, showed this care and human so obviously that is going to have the biggest influence on me you know even whether it's psychologically whether it's like how I even look at imams or how I look at like you know the knowledge of the dean and stuff like that so I can say that from from like as a youth uh, having certain experiences to you know now maybe being more in a teaching role and so forth. For more clips and beneficial content, please subscribe to the Life Hug channel, your number one source for personal Islamic development. Do I feel that the New York police are providing enough protection, or do I have to have protection of my own? I look for protection from Allah.